Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It's Sue and Kendra here and we're always excited to shine a spotlight on yet another incredible woman who is out doing what we call the good work. That's right. And I love that the women we feature are the change makers, the movers and shakers, and not looking for any credit or recognition, by the way, just trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Today's guest is definitely doing that. Anne-Marie Sousa is the founder and board chair of Katie's Closet. Katie's Closet is amazing. It's a nonprofit that transforms unused areas inside schools into safe, welcoming spaces where students in grades pre-K through 12th grade can actually discreetly show free of charge for clothing, toiletries, and other necessities. Yeah, the mission of Katie's Closet is to fuel confidence and to break the cycle of poverty for some of these students. Anne-Marie founded this organization in honor of her daughter, Katie, who passed away back in 2010 at the age of 20. Katie's legacy lives on through Katie's Closet and their mission to help children access the essentials they need to attain an education. Today they operate, how about this, Kendra, closets (laughs) in 120 schools and serve more than Mm 80,000 students daily. Good morning, Anne-Marie, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you so much for inviting me. We are so happy to have you. We want to start by asking you, I mean, it's such an incredible organization that you run, and quite frankly, an idea that we think should be everywhere (laughs) in every school. Tell us a little more detail about Katie's Closet and just sort of how the concept uh, began. So just circling back to... um, 2009, when I had read an article in a local newspaper following um, two Lowell High School students throughout their day, Um, these students were homeless and lived along the river in what was called Tent City, Mm -hmm. and it chronicled their day of waking up in the morning, not having breakfast, no shower, no clean clothes, walking to school, and what their day looked like. For me, I um, lived my whole life in Lowell, and I found it quite shocking that this was happening underneath my nose. And at the time, I had uh, four children. Uh, three had already either were in Lowell High or um, had graduated from. And 
I had a conversation with Katie one day and said, you know, did you know this was happening? Do you know kids were homeless? And she said, of course I did, Mom, but they just want to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And um, that conversation, little did I know, um, kind of was the spark for Katie's Closet months later when Katie passed away. Speaking of Katie, you know, can we talk about her a little bit? Because, you know, you named this obviously after her. And from what I've read, she was very passionate about helping others. And she clearly understood that education shouldn't be a privilege and that every child should really have the confidence and the opportunity to learn. And that includes feeling comfortable and, and feeling confident in everything, in your clothing and your learning ability. So talk a little bit about Katie's legacy and how that has now influenced thousands of lives. Yeah, so Katie um, was born with a connective tissue disorder, which pretty much affected her whole body. Um, so she had her first surgery when she was two months old and and surpassed 40 surgeries by the time she passed. So while she was not um, experiencing the effects of homelessness, I think she did experience times of um, wanting to fit in Mm -hmm. and be quote unquote normal. You know, she missed a lot of school and I think that made her very in tune to other kids who may have been in her in a similar situation for different reasons. Kitty was an avid reader and writer and just had the most positive attitude and you can imagine, you know, picture being 13, 15 years old and being told you need to have another open heart life-saving surgery and her first comment was always, how long am I going to be out of school? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so she just, she just possessed an amazing um, positive attitude and was extremely empathetic to all children everywhere. You know, Sue and I are both parents, and when we listen to you, it's it's so amazing, and we've actually been talking about this all day before we got you on the phone. It's so amazing to us the level of strength that you have and the drive that you have to turn you know, grief into something positive for other people. I mean, we say it all the time. We don't know that we could do it, and it's impressive and so admirable that you've done it, and you've done it so successfully. I mean, it must feel amazing to know that you've impacted thousands of children. Now you're going to make me cry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, that's okay. Um, I do that quite often when I talk about Katie because, um, you know, she's still very much an important part of who I am. Sure, yeah. of course. You know, I think for anybody out there who has lost a child, I think our biggest fear is that the child's going to be forgotten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was, you know, something that kind of stuck in my head um, yeah. after she passed away and Lowell High actually wanted to do a scholarship in her name, which would have been wonderful, but very limiting in the number of people that could have been helped. And that's where that whole conversation um, that I had with her about homelessness and and fitting in and feeling confident all kind of popped back into my head. You know, it's a obviously a club I don't want anyone else to be in, mm-hmm. but um you have two choices, right? You accept and move on and and do what you can, um, or you don't. And right. I used to tell Katie all the time, you know, there's a reason you're going through this. You know, as she approached more and more surgeries and a lot more, and I, I used to think that she would write a book about her experiences that would help other children who spent a lot of time in the hospital. Um, never in my wildest dreams did I expect 
um, this one idea that started in her school to honor her to explode into this um, huge, successful, much-needed nonprofit. Well, Anne Marie, you're you're writing her book, right? Um, and I think you know <laughs> oh. you are writing the book, and I think that you've done a fantastic job in honoring your daughter. Um, and I think that, you know, she would be so proud of the work that you've done. Let's talk a little bit more about the organization. I know that you have a couple of service models that you follow. You have in-school closets and you have the SOS program. Talk a little bit about those two and the differences. So our in-school closet, you did a great job in your intro kind of picturing what that is. We take an unused space. We paint it and make it look beautiful with graphics, and we stock it with clothing, hoodies, uh, underwear, toiletries, deodorant, shampoo, pretty much anything anyone needs to get, you know, through their day and, Mm -hmm. and to feel good about who they are. So these closets are located within, um, 120 schools currently. We are from, Manchester, New Hampshire to Boston and kind of as far east as Lawrence and out to Springfield area. Wow. Um, so Merrimack Valley, Boston, and uh, newly entering Western Mass. Wow. And what happens is when a student is in need, um, they can go to a teacher, a social worker, a nurse, any trusted faculty member that they have a relationship with and will be brought discreetly to Katie's Closet to literally shop for what they need. So how does that process work to set it up in the school? So we have a lot of teachers that listen. We have a lot of school faculty members that listen to our show. So if they're listening right now and they want Katie's Closet to be in their school, how does it work on that side of things? How can somebody get Katie's Closet into their school? So first we have a a benchmark of the student population has to be 50% and in need or greater. So that's used from different school data that they have. And I would imagine a teacher or principal listening would know what their um, student population's need is. And then they would reach out to Katie's Closet and start a conversation. Um, There's on our website, there's a contact us button. And um, we kind of go from there, assessing the school's need, their percentage, uh, space, and and the process begins. You mentioned that you recently moved out of your Drakeit distribution center off the air to us anyway, um, thanks to a generous and anonymous donation. Tell us what yes. that means for Katie's Closet. Oh my God, this is beyond amazing for us. Um, so excited. We're all so excited. We started, you know, the first closet at Little High, the, the, what I thought was going to be one and done. We started collecting clothing in my parents' basement. And my oldest sister, Denise, is the one who sorted through it, made sure it was clean, and stocked this one closet. When we expanded, we moved to a what used to be a dentist's office, and then we moved to the current warehouse that we're in, which is just an old mill building. There's no windows, you know, not the best HVAC, for example. So now we're <laughs> moving to this amazing 20,000-square-foot space that is going to be able to, um, first of all, give a really great working environment for our staff, but also um, give us the space we need to continue to expand um, in the Merrimack Valley 
and be even more efficient than we already are. And um, it's just, it's, it's awesome. I'm so excited. You mentioned yeah. staff. Do you have um, actually paid staff members or do you rely mostly on volunteers or a combination of? We have um, 18 amazing, hardworking, dedicated, I can't even, there aren't enough adjectives to describe our staff. Um, A lot of them have been there at the beginning or, you know, at the beginning when we could start to afford to pay people and have stayed with us ever since. They're they're awesome, and they we uh, they are supported by all of our volunteers, which we have several hundred volunteers, and not to mention just all of the community supporters who run clothing drives and toiletry drives for us. It's truly, you know, they say it takes a village. I know that's used all the time, yeah. but there's no truer scenario where where that um, sure. comes forth. You know, speaking of piling clothes in in. A basement. That's what I've. I was doing, thinking about talking to you today. I've been gathering clothes, and Sue knows this. I am. I every day. This is my thing. I love. I go through. I clean out, and then, you know, get new stuff. But I want the gently used things that I have to not be wasted, even for my kids. I've got children thirteen and under, so I yes. want to, you know, prep a pile of clothes to donate. Are there any restrictions for clothing and? Can we drop them off? Can they be picked up? Can it be both ways? How does that process work? So as far as the clothing, every single piece of clothes that's donated to us is touched by an employee's hand, meaning that we check every piece of clothes for appropriateness, um, you know, cleanliness, are the zippers working, are there buttons where they're supposed to be, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what we provide to students are clothes that their peers are wearing, clothes that they will feel comfortable in um, of their choosing. Whoever, however they want to look, that's what that we want to provide to give them a choice. So sometimes, you know, I'll be talking and to maybe an elderly group, and I have a lovely older woman who wants to give us her clothes. <laughs> um, and because in her mind, it's better to have something than nothing. Right. Um, but it's the truth of it is the most important thing is for the kids to feel confident in how they look. So um, when people donate clothes, we sort through them all and we keep what we feel is appropriate and we redonate what is not. Um, kids' clothes, I'm so excited you have young kids, are always in super high demand. Um, we just never, ever have enough to fill our closets, and we would greatly accept them. Awesome. For children's clothing, you can actually go online and request a mailing label, um, and we will send it to you. And for adult clothing, we ask that you can drop them off at one of our distribution centers, either in Dracut, Boston, or um, East Longmeadow. That's wonderful. I'm going to do it. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, thanks for being here. You're listening to our Exceptional Women podcast here on Magic 106.7. We're your hosts, Sue and Kendra, and we are talking with Anne-Marie Sousa. She's the founder of Katie's Closet, a nonprofit organization that provides clothing, toiletries, and other basic essentials to students living in poverty right within their schools. Katie's Closet sets up free stores inside these schools, allowing students to shop for everything they need 
in a discreet way. They have a big event coming up. It's called the Fill the Bus Fundraiser. Let's get back to our conversation, find out more about that. Uh, it's still summer, but let's face it, school's going to be here before we know it. <laughs> and you have a big event coming up. Tell us about the Fill the Bus Fundraiser. Yes, yeah, so this is um, this is going to be our eighth back-to-school initiative called Fill the Bus. It's our largest call for new and gently used children and teen clothing donations so that we can fully stock all of our closets for the beginning of the new year. So as much as June closes and 4th of July just passed and everyone's looking forward to summer, we're already gearing up for the new school year to make sure our students are supported. Back to school, as you can imagine, is our busiest time of the year. And the Fill the Bus initiative ensures that the students are prepared to start off with everything that they need um, so that they can be successful. So there's lots of opportunities for anybody out there. You know, they can donate gently used children's and teen clothing, hosting a drive. We've, you know, one of the most um, heartwarming drives is when we have other children host drives for Katie's Closet. We've had, you know, National Honor Society groups. We've had sporting clubs in schools. We've had individual children who, in lieu of their birthday presents, have done um, a collection for Katie's Closet. Mm -hmm. So there's, no matter who you are, there's something that you can do to help. So I actually, um, I was going to say, I want to just give your website out really quick for our listeners just Mm -hmm. to as they're listening, they're probably thinking, I want to go on there. I want to host a drive. I want to get into being a recurring giver. Uh, it's katiescloset.org, and it's Katie with the C, katiescloset.org. And we'll link people over to our site as well, just as they're listening, so they can maybe go click and, and shop or donate yeah. or, or sign up to host. So that's great. But f- go ahead, finish what um, what you were saying as well. Well, the the website's the perfect place for to, to get all the information, like you said. But um you know, we have an Amazon shopping list. You can, you know, just buy and ship to us. You can purchase confidence packs. So those are individual packages with a very specific um, function, such as a uniform pack, underwear pack, um, hygiene. As part of this uh, fill the bus, we also have our virtual K. So we run our virtual 5K that's super easy to sign up for, and you can run or walk on your own time. But every $30 registration fee purchases a brand-new pair of sneakers for a child this school oh, wow. year. And is there um, so is there something specific, Anne-Marie, that you really need? I mean, is there sort of a standout item that you really want to push that you're sort of low on that seems to be a, a popular need for kids? So one thing that never, ever goes away – mostly because it, it needs to be brand new, is underwear. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so good underwear to know. for yeah. children of all sizes, you know, um, and also deodorant. So deodorant, as you can imagine, we start wearing in, what, mm. fourth grade or something. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, talk and it about can be expensive. Talk that yeah. for confidence, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, of course. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of confidence, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, besides just physically giving these kids the, the, you know, the things that they need um, to make them feel confident and comfortable, what kind of mental adjustment do you see when they end up being able to wear what their peers wear and to, and to feel like a typical kid despite their circumstances? Oh, I have so many stories I can um, share with you, but a couple stick out in my head. One is 
a teenage boy who was at an alternative school and got one of our confidence packs, which meaning which means he had shampoo and deodorant and soap. And he actually went to the janitor at the school and asked if he could use the janitor's thing to wash his hair oh. at school. Oh. And came out of there just with his head held high and a whole new lease on life. We have a, a, a another story I love is one of the social workers is called looking for a new pair of sneakers. And um, the, the student who I believe was in second or third grade had holes in the sneakers. They were too short. So we didn't have any at the time, but ran out and bought a pair of light up shoes. And the, the social worker called at the end of the day and with you know, crying. So she said that not only did he need the shoes, but when she took the shoes off, he had no socks. So she was able to give him socks, new sneakers. He came in from recess and said, Miss, I can jump higher. I can run faster. I can, you know, just picture right. uh, things we take for granted, I right. think. And mm-hmm. it's just life changing. It's truly life changing for these students. Well, I, I think back to just my first day of school, that for me growing up, that was like the special time to get new things and to think how lucky that I was able to have that every school year, to have a fresh pair of socks, sneakers, those little things. And they make, they do make you feel ready to go. They, they prepare you mind, body, and soul to go into school and feel like I'm good. I've got everything I need. I don't have to worry about the little things. And just listening to you talk about, you know, the students that, able to wash their hair and just have fresh deodorant is is just unreal to me to think that that's happening you know in these cities and towns everywhere and it's I I just am so grateful that someone like you has given them this opportunity I mean it's really priceless it is um kind of overwhelming and yeah I'm sure uh, the change that can happen um one of our other programs that you touched upon earlier was our SLS urgent response program and that too has an incredible impact. And what that is, is um, kind of a behind the scenes system that we have for vetted social service agencies like DCF, uh, the International Institute, different foster programs to reach out to Katie's Closet directly when a child's in a crisis situation. Mm-hmm. So for example, if, if somebody is moving into foster care, newcomers coming to the United States, someone who's just experienced a fire, you know, survivors of abusive situations, anything like that, they can yeah. reach out to us and we will hand customize. So someone from our staff will gather as much information about this child as possible and fill a package for them with two weeks worth, two weeks worth of clothing and basic necessities um, and, and, that goes to the child directly so that they can actually get to school. Um, and that's just completely, um, last year we, we filled 5,000 special orders. Wow. That's incredible. It really is. Before we wrap, uh, Anne-Marie, I just want to ask, what is your um, sort of vision for the next few years? What's next for Katie's Closet? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) If you had asked me that 13 years ago, my goal was to be in every Lowell public school. Um, Never thought it would happen. Um, And obviously, we far surpassed that. So now our goal is really to make sure we service every student in Massachusetts. 
So we have the three distribution centers now. In order to completely cover the state, we would need to open two more. So that's kind of what we're looking at now as as our kind of near future, quote unquote, goal. Well, based on your history, I think that you're going to do it. You got it. Yeah. (laughs) You got this. The (laughs) website, again, we want to give it out. It's katiescloset.org. It's Katie with the C, katiescloset.org. You can also find them on Instagram at katiescloset.org and on Facebook at Katie's Closet Organization. We're going to link it all over on our site. So you can go to magic1067.com and it'll be a one click right over there. Anne-Marie, thank you so much for what you're doing, for being courageous and sharing your story with us today. I think Katie's Closet is just phenomenal and and good luck. I don't, you don't need it. I mean, you've got this. It's just incredible what you're doing. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity because we're as successful because of all the support out there and the belief in what we do. So I appreciate you giving the opportunity for me to share our story. Well, you inspire us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Anne-Marie Sousa. She's the founder of Katie's Closet, the nonprofit that is providing free in-school access to clothing and basic necessities to improve school attendance, graduation rates, and the overall mental and physical health of students facing poverty. What a success story she shared with us. I know. And I don't think she mentioned that they have a Be Me Marketplace. And you know me. Oh, boy. With marketplaces. Anything with the word marketplace in it, you're all over it. And it's wonderful. They've got these sweatshirts. They've got hats, T-shirts. And the proceeds, give. they'll give them to a local child living in poverty. So it all the proceeds go back into the charity. So I could buy a sweatshirt for myself. And it's going <laughs> to, the money's going to a child in need. It's a win-win. It sure is. Right? And you and I were talking. I mean, she's just an incredible guest because... She lost a child, which is unimaginable to to most people. And then, you know, now has turned it 13 years later into this incredible organization that has grown. And it's genius, by the way. It's genius. And And to provide these kids with, it's all about, it's not, I mean, the stuff is one thing, but it's what the stuff provides, which is confidence. Sure. And to feel like you're like all your friends is huge. Right. There, there is no price for feeling good in your body walking into a classroom with all of your friends who have you know a clean shirt or a pair of sneakers that tie and those little things we don't think about and it's important so she was such an inspiration you've been listening to exceptional women on magic 106.7 it's our privilege to provide a platform for people who are out doing great work in our communities thank you for paying attention for helping us to create engaging programming we hope you've enjoyed this episode and you feel inspired and if you missed any episode you can listen right on magic1067.com and and you can also <laughs> <Our> follow <favorite. laughs> us right you can find us and follow us on instagram at sue.tab and at kendra the entertainer and please join us every sunday morning at 7 30 for another edition of exceptional women thanks everyone and have a great day
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 